Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in. First, we're starting off by talking about something that I talked about on Twitter this morning, which is the possibility of getting the Texas abortion ban Supreme Court opinion today. That is not happening. We don't know when we're going to be getting that opinion, but it is not today. Uh, they decided Mississippi versus Tennessee, which I don't really understand the full concept of that case, but we are not getting the Texas abortion ban today, unfortunately. I really want to know the, the opinion on that by the Supreme Court. I have a feeling that our Trump nominees will not stand up for us and and uphold that law. I have a really good feeling about that. Not a good feeling, but I have a bad feeling that it's going to happen, if you know what I'm trying to say. That's what that's what I wanted to go over to begin with at first, and now I want to talk about what's going on in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You know I'm kind of bad at pronouncing stuff here on the show, but I, I, I do want to talk about this. So five people were killed in a Christmas parade. This is an article from the New York Times. It was supposed to be a celebratory night in on Waukesha, Wisconsin. Dance groups and high school bands and politicians were marching along Main Street in the Milwaukee suburb Christmas Parade, which is returning from a pandemic hiatus. Then, just before 4.40 p.m., the driver of a red SUV stormed past barricades and barreled through the crowd, striking dozens. At least five people were killed and more than 40 people were injured. The numbers could change, city authorities said in a statement late Sunday. Area hospitals are reportedly treating dozens of patients, including many children. It is unclear what might have motivated the episode. So I, I meant to do this before I started recording, but I was watching the opinions and I didn't have that much time, the Supreme Court opinions, to prepare. Um, walk, Asha, Wisconsin. And I want to see to Kenosha and see how long of a distance it is. It's about an hour away. So it's actually one hour and one minute away. So is this possible that someone in Kenosha, someone related to the BLM protests that are upset about Kyle Rittenhouse being freed are going to do something related to this? It's possible. I'm not speculating right now. We need to let the authorities do their job, figure out what happened, and try to save as many lives as we can in this. But I, I just to speculate a little bit, th- this could be caused by it. And we, we've heard the threats of violence after Kyle Rittenhouse was freed, the chances of someone threatening his life, threatening the life of his family and his neighbors because he was freed. We could see that happening. Unfortunately, it's it's pretty likely that, that might have been the cause of it. According to police radio, he was described as a black man with dreads. So obviously the Black Lives Matter movement, he may be a, a, a key component of the Black Lives Matter movement. That could be what caused this event. I'm not really sure. I don't want to speculate that much. But this is a community celebration that was ruined by this terrible terrible person trying to celebrate with the community and he decided to ruin it so i I, my prayers are out to everyone in wisconsin i know i have some twitter mutuals out there um that were getting a lot of mentions about how hey uh are you okay um i i saw logan sato i think is his name he might be listening to the podcast hi logan um i i saw you tweeted that you're okay i'm very glad that you're okay um yeah i mean we do have to watch out for these events like this to happen. They're they're likely to happen, and unfortunately, there's nothing we can really... There's not much we can do to stop them. I mean, people are going to be evil. People are going to hurt whoever they want to hurt because they feel like it. And it's sad that's what this world has came to, and obviously this isn't a new thing. This is 
This has been happening for a long time now, but it's sad that you can't go out and celebrate Christmas with your with your family and friends and neighbors without being attacked. And that's extremely upsetting. And, and along with this news, I do want to talk about some news out by Kyle Rittenhouse. Because, you know, that, that's my speculations, not to speculate too much. Kyle Rittenhouse supports BLM. This is the last thing I expected. I mean, he he was at the protests. I don't think he was really protesting uh, for them. But, you know, it's it, it's anyway, he, he can support whatever he wants to support. It depends on the way this was worded. I don't, I don't really know if it was worded properly by him. Uh, let me see if I can find this clip here. So here's a clip from an interview with Tucker Carlson. That is airing tonight, so if you want to see that, it's at 8 p.m. tonight on Fox News. Here is just a short clip. This case has nothing to do with race. Um, it never had anything to do with race. It had to do with the right to self-defense. Right. Um, I'm not a racist person. I support the BLM movement. I support peacefully demonstrating. So I don't know that that's the end of the clip. That's all I can find. I don't know if in that clip he was saying he supports Black Lives Matter and he supports the organization or if he supports the right for them to protest. I personally think it's the latter. I mean, he was, he was a very big Trump supporter from what I can, from what they can find from his former social media. We don't really know if that's what he meant by that or not. I guess it doesn't matter. I don't think that his opinion matters on his his political opinion. Either way, no matter what he believes, he is still a champion for self-defense. He's a champion for the rule of law in America, and he should not be a political pawn for either side. And, you know, I'm I'm fine with him supporting BLM. It's not my opinion. It's not my job. It's not anyone else's job to make this young man's opinion for him. He has a long life ahead of him. He will... He can make those opinions himself, and that's fine. I... I I mean, people are gonna be like, "Oh my, uh, he he's a he's a he's a he's a libtard. He's a he's a liberal." Um, no, he 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 obviously isn't a liberal. He has the right to his own opinion, just as everyone else does, just as I do on this podcast. If I didn't have a right to my own opinion, I wouldn't be doing this show. Which you can send a voice message into at anchor.fm/slash the conservative crusader. But um, he he has the right to his opinion, just as everyone else does, and so that is. That is not a reason to boycott Kyle Rittenhouse support. That is not a reason to think he should be locked up. It's it's a I don't know the correct wording for this. It is an over over overreaction. What is not an overreaction is this song. And I'm gonna play it again. I've played it before on the show. I gotta find it. I, I'm not prepared today. So this is a is a clip of um, Ted Cruz's campaign. Just play a clip. If you're gonna run in Texas, you can't be a liberal man, cause liberal thought is not the spirit of a lone star man. You gotta be tough as Texas and honest about your plans. If you're gonna run in Texas. I wonder if uh, Ted Cruz would be mad about me. Here, I'm going to mute this real quick. I wonder if he'd be mad at me for using this as the introduction song for every time we talk about Beto. Probably because he made it. It's a great song, Ted Cruz. I'm not going to play that much more. Just We have news about Beto today. Liberal reading stories. Liberal Robert wanted to fit in. 
reads his name to Beto and hit it with a grin. Beto wants those open borders and wants to take our guns. And that's what I want to highlight today. Beto O'Rourke stands by infamous pledge to take guns from Americans if elected Texas governor. This is from Fox News. Texas Democrat gubernatorial candidate Beto O'Rourke is standing by his previous pledge to take our AR-15 and AK-47s away from citizens if he is elected governor. I still hold this view, the former presidential candidate whose real name is Robert Francis O'Rourke said on CNN's State of the Union on Sunday. Look, we are a state that has a long, proud tradition of responsible gun ownership, and most of us here in Texas do not want to see our friends, our family members, are shot up dead with these weapons of war. So yes, I still hold this view. O'Rourke, while running for president in 2020, famously said on the debate stage that, heck yes, he's going to take guns away from Americans if elected. We're going to take your AR-15s, we're AK-47s, we're not going to allow it to be used against our fellow Americans anymore, is the clip. Okay. One more time. Just, just the beginning of it, just the beginning of it. If you're gonna run in Texas, you can't be a liberal man. Just, just that, just, just that part, just that part. If you're gonna run in Texas, you can't be a liberal man. And the people of Texas are telling Beto the same thing. We don't want you here. Texas rancher confronts Beto during a campaign rally. A Texas rancher confronted Democrat gubernatorial candidate Robert Francis O'Rourke Beto at a campaign rally over the weekend telling him to get out of the Lone Star State. On behalf of the ranchers, the farmers, I'm in your grill telling you, don't come back. We don't want you here. The man named Robert told Beto. Thank you, Beto replied, following a course of squawking campaign aides yelling thank you to Robert. Get out. Get the H word out. You ain't taking my guns either, Robert asserted before getting ex- escorted out of the campaign event. This is a two-minute long clip. I don't know what other language is used that I can't play here on the show. So I'm not going to play that because I haven't actually had a chance to listen to this full clip yet. I was just reading the article. So we're not playing the clip today. Sorry. Might play that tomorrow depending on uh, what all there is to talk about tomorrow. But we don't want you here, Beta. That, that, that's, that's an important quote. People don't want Beto. In Texas, people don't people don't want liberal policy. They don't want neocon policy either. I mean, getting that in another episode. They don't want rhinos, but they don't want liberal policy, especially in a state like Texas, where it, it went uh, solidly for President Trump was actually a little closer than it should have been. They don't want liberal policy. They want Republican conservative policy. And Beto does not have that. Some neocons don't have that. Uh, I don't think Greg Abbott has that. I think uh, Don Huffins is a much better candidate. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I'm not really sure. I think he's a much better candidate. And, and we'll have to see, but Beto isn't going to win. I have a feeling Greg Abbott will win, and he will win a second term. But um, Beto was not going to win. Neocom policies are not that popular in the state of Texas. And... Yeah, I don't know really where else to go about this with that discussion about Texas. After the break, we're going to be talking about the Ohio new congressional maps. Biden claims that his house burnt with his wife in it, adding to a long list of embellished stories. Dr. Fauci said COVID hospitalizations are rising among fully vaccinated people. 
And Let's Go Brandon has been spotted on the inside of an Ohio Calzone restaurant boxes. My name is GOP Josh. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader sending a voice message to the program. Anchor.fm slash the Conservative Crusader. We'll play them here on air. You can also email me if you don't want your voice out there. I will read all emails on air as long as they're appropriate and they contribute to the discussion. Josh at GOPJosh.com. GOPJosh.com slash contact. Sign up for my newsletter. I, I keep forgetting to promo this because I don't write a newsletter very often. It's a very occasional newsletter. I, I'll only do it a certain amount of time, a certain period of time, and I won't do it very often, not to flood your box with emails. But if you go to gopjosh.com, click the button that says newsletter. You'll be taken to a page that says Josh's Jot Downs. Put in your email address. You will get a confirmation email saying that you subscribed to this newsletter. And... Once I send on a newsletter, it'll go directly to your email box without big tech censorship. Also, want to promo my Telegram. Telegram is the best way to get in contact with me, and for if something was to happen to my show or something was to happen to us, the program, you can go to show and then click the button. No, where, where did my Telegram button go? I must not have a Telegram button on the website yet. I'll put one out here pretty soon. It's just t.me slash gopjosh. It's really easy to find. I have to get a button up on the website and um, make sure you guys subscribe to that. So we can stay in contact. Because that's very important. And nowadays with, with the nuking of conservative politics, the nuking of conservative thinking people, we do have to stay in touch. Through other ways than just Twitter, just Facebook. I can't, uh, you, you can't build an entire audience on one platform. Can't do it. Have to, um, have to adjust, have to grow outside of just big tech. And that's what we're doing with the email list, with the email period, with the telegram, protecting ourselves from censorship. So President Biden, we're not. We're, I don't think I have a laugh. I have a, but I'm something right. I don't know. Oh, there's a laugh. Okay. I don't know these soundboards pretty well, but this is a laughing story, not because Joe Biden's first wife passed away. That's not why it's a laughing story. It's a laughing story because he said his house burnt down with them, with her inside of it. President Biden said last week that his house burnt down with his wife, Joe Biden, inside before trying to correct himself, adding to a long list of personal stories he's embellished over the years with Joe Biden. That's his current wife. How many wives has this man had? I don't know. Speaking on a New Hampshire bridge on Tuesday about his bipartisan infrastructure plan, Biden said without this bridge, as I said earlier, it's a 10-mile detour just to get to the other side. And I know having a house burned down with my wife in it, she got out safely, God willing, that having a significant portion of it burn, I can say 10 minutes makes a lot of a difference. 
Biden has recalled the story before, saying in 2013 that a fire destroyed a significant portion of his New Hampshire home. However, a 2004 report from the Associated Press, archived by Alexis Nexus, said lightning struck at the Biden's home, started a small fire that contained the kitchen. Firefighters got the blaze under control in 20 minutes, and they were able to keep the flames from spreading beyond the kitchen. So it said, the president has a long history of exaggerating stories about himself. Most recently, he recounted for the fifth time during his presidency a heartfelt yet factually challenged story about an Amtrak employee during his speech in New Jersey. The employee Biden frequently mentions actually died a year before the story was said to have taken place. Do I think Biden is intentionally lying about stories about his life? No. Do I think the fact that he says these kind of things shows that he's mentally not completely there? Yes. Do I think Biden is capable of running the country? Absolutely not. And it's scary. Supposedly he passed all of his tests when he went in for his colonoscopy. And Kamala Harris became the first woman to hold presidential power officially. But, you know, it, it's it's not good to have a president who can't even keep up with simple facts about stories that he's told multiple times that have be, been debunked and he continued them. Unless everyone else is lying, unless there's even more fake news... When it comes to Biden's stories. And I don't think there's more fake news when it comes to Biden's stories than there are President Trump. Uh, I don't think there's more fake news when it comes to anything like that. When it comes to these stories told by President Biden, I think it's more he's incorrect than the facts of the, than the news sources. We know fake news lied about President Trump. They do it all the time. Maybe they're lying about the facts of this story by Joe Biden, but I highly doubt it. I, I highly doubt it. So President Biden is a liar. And we know that. And he's incorrect. Not not the first time. Not the first time. So I do want to talk a little bit about congressional maps. Ohio has an official map for four years because no Democrats supported the map. So for four years, there is a makeup of 13 to 2. 13 R to 2. Not bad. It's not the best map. I've seen better. It's eliminated many of the Democrats' incumbents, as many as I think they could. The two, there are actually 11 Republican, two Democrat, two tilt. But the two tilts do have Republican incumbents, and they are R plus a certain amount. So let's dive into this map a little bit. I'm not the best at geography, but I do know where some current Congress people are located. And I do know how this map plays out. The only incumbents who are on the same district are Tim Ryan and Bill Johnson. Uh, it has an R district of 26, and it is Ohio's 6th district. Okay, Ohio's ninth with Marcy, Marcy Couture. 
is in R8 district now. I have a feeling she will be eliminated from her seat. This is an only a four-year map, so she could come back in the future. Ohio's 4th is no longer a duck district. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Ohio's 4th is no longer a duck district. It's still kind of wonky, but it's it's protecting Jim Jordan. Bob uh, Robert Latta will stay in his seat. His seat is on R29. Jim Jordan is still R38. Warren Davidson is R28. Mike Michael Turner is R9. Steve Shavat is R3. I feel like I'm butchering many of these names. I'm sorry. Brad Winstrip is Ohio's second with 40, an R plus 40 lane. Troy Balderson is 35. Joyce Beatty is a D40 district. And Chantel Brown is a D55. And then one last district is 15th district. My current home district is an R plus 11 lane. So Mike Carey, will his seat will be protected. Many of the maps, I think, one of them was proposed by a Democrat, actually eliminated Mike Carey's district, put him in with Jim Jordan, and I don't know if he would run that campaign or not. I wasn't in contact with the campaign about that. But these these maps had zero Democratic approval. They are going to only be four-year maps, but still, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of four-year maps, but it's not a bad thing to have maps instituted before it's way too late. The midterms just never come. I really don't know. The primary delay... Date could be delayed because of this. So we don't really know. Okay, so this is more of a test story. Because last time that I talked about the vaccine, and I posted it on YouTube, I was taken down. And you guys know this, I was talking about the vaccine on September 11th, 2021. On September 10th, actually. And I posted it to YouTube, and they banned me. Dr. Fauci, the director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases, said waning immunity for the initial shots is leading to a rise in several cases among immunized Americans. What we're starting to see is now an uptick in hospitalizations among people who've been vaccinated but not boosted. It is a significant proportion, but not a majority by any means. It comes as the U.S. Food and Drug Administration reviews applications from both Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna for emergency use authorization of their booster shots and could grant them as soon as this week. Fauci did not specify during the interview by how much the rate of hospitalizations for fully vaccinated people is increasing, but he has stressed in the past week that he's worried that declining declining efficacy of vaccines could lead to new surges in the winter. Keep complying. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. You ain't gonna fool me again. The initial vaccines are useless unless you get your boost unless you get your booster shot. That's what this is saying. That's what this is telling me. And you know, maybe that says not effective the first time, not effective the second time, not effective the third time. It won't be effective the fourth time. It won't be effective the fifth time. You'll be getting boosted for the rest of your life. And only one way to avoid getting boosted for the rest of your life. That stand up now and refuse the vaccine. I'm not getting it. I haven't gotten it. That's not happening. What is happening, and I'm here for it, I wish I lived closer to Miami University. Because Dobie's Calzones released a box that says, Let's Go Brandon 
inside of the little lid flap where it connects. That is awesome. I'm retweeting it right now as we talk from the Miami College Republicans. Let's go, Brandon. I I really want to play the Bryson Gray Let's Go Brandon song, but he hasn't gotten back to my email yet. If some of, someone out there listening has contact to Bryson Gray, please contact me. I want to play this song on the podcast, but I don't want to get sued. Let's go, Brandon. Dobie's the conservative business on Miami University. It is a liberal college, so hopefully they don't get boycotted because of that. But you know, you, you never know. You never know. But this is all I have to talk about today. So that means this is the end of the conservative crusader for today. We'll be back tomorrow with another new episode. We're back to the OG. Not the OG. We're back to the current posting schedule, which is an episode a day here on the Conservative Crusader. You can check that out at gopjosh.com slash show. And yeah, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode at 11 a.m. My name is GOP Josh. This is the Conservative Crusader. <laughs> <laughs>